Hello and welcome to Conversations on Karate. I'm Sue. I'm Greg. And this episode, which is episode 20, by the way. Oh, it's a milestone. A milestone. A milestone. Happy 20th episode, Sue. Happy 20th episode, everybody who listens. Everybody, yes. Yeah. All um, three of you. <laughs> <laughs> There's more than that. There's definitely more than that. Yes, there is. <laughs> anyway, happy 20th um, episode, everybody. And uh, in this episode, we had James Hatch back again. We did. We did. And, For a uh, very interesting chat. And um, as normal, we got talking and then completely failed to formally intro the show. Yeah, as we do. <laughs> <laughs> so here is our formal introduction. This is yeah. Sue and Greg welcoming James Hatch. Yes, welcome James. Welcome James. And, uh, and the show starts off um, with us having a conversation about, well, controversially, superheroes, wasn't it? Mm. Controversially. It was controversial. Was it? I can't remember. Why was it controversial? Well, I climb, claimed I like Michael Keaton's Batman. And he, might be coming, he might be coming back as Batman. So will it stand up? If he, come, if he comes back now, yes, definitely. <laughs> I'd be buzzing for that. Okay, I didn't. I didn't find out though why it doesn't stand up anymore. Uh, well, you have to. You have to, have to rewatch it <laughs> <laughs> and let me know what you think. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Enjoy okay. the show, everyone. Enjoy the show. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone. Goodbye. The phone is talking to me, I have no idea why. I can just switch it off and put it somewhere. It's my friend. Can you tell how much of a geek I am? Yeah, I like it though. I like that. Superman. I'm more of a spider. I always like Spider-Man myself. The Hulk I always liked. I like Spider-Man, to be fair. And Sue, do you have a superhero? Pardon? Sue, do you have a superhero? Sue, go-to superhero. Uh, uh, Batman. (laughs) That means no. That's okay to not have one. You are your own hero, right? So yeah, there you go. Yeah. Sorry, I've I've never really done the whole superhero thing. Um, I did quite like Batman. There was um, Michael Keaton did a version of Batman, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yes, he did. I did like did. that. I did like that. That was the only version of Batman that I thought, yeah, I can get on board with this. It doesn't hold up today. <laughs> I went to see. I watched. Well, uh, I. Out of all of your superior <laughs> knowledge on that, I have no stake in that game at all. One of my one of my friends, he's a researcher, a neuro researcher, and he's written a whole book on becoming Batman, becoming Spider Man, and how, or not Spider Man, that's a lie, uh, Captain America, etc. And he, he takes you through the the train. He's a karate guy too, and it takes you through all the training, etc., etc., etc. And no, it's quite cool. interesting how how you you can. And so Batman's his ultimate hero because Batman has is done without chemical enhancements. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a great set of books. I mean, if you if you like look- yeah, I'll check them out. That's yeah. a, that's right up my street. That is martial yeah, arts really- and superheroes combined. Yeah, yeah, and real good science as well. Mm. Anyway, you wanted to talk about some stuff, or I guess Kobodo, or how has your training been going? 
I'm asking all the questions. I feel like I'm interviewing you guys. Carry on. Uh, my my training's not been going, <laughs> to be honest. Is that right? Yeah, it's like, I I've been doing bits and pieces here and there, but it's hard to. I don't know. When you're in your house, it's it's. I don't know. I find it tough to train. It's the, I don't know if it's the environment or what, but yeah, I've been doing well, bits and pieces. So. Yeah, and you don't have the option I do. I just I just came in from being out in the backyard doing COVID. Mm. That's fine in my neighborhood. You probably can't get away with that. You know, the farmers are around working with me, chopping away, <laughs> planting the rice, and I'm there, you know, doing kobudo or karate, and they don't, couldn't care less. <laughs> um, hitting the makewara, that's grand, yeah, whatever, leave them alone. So it's no, quite I've interesting. Used, I've used the bag and stuff and done done some kata and some some um, stuff from some guys online, which I've just been doing. Um, I miss the I miss going to the gym, though. I miss having a gym to go to. And, social. Social. Yeah. And so how are you have you um, I miss it. I miss it so much. I really do. It's um, yeah. It's not nice not being able to go into class. Um, I never did particularly do the gym, but I do miss training. I miss seeing everybody. I miss mm -hmm. the discipline of going in. And I didn't realise, I think, how much I really just liked being in class with everyone. I really mm. do like that. Um, but I found another way. We uh, we did a podcast with the guy uh, the other day, Les Bubka. Yeah, I chatted with him a little bit. He's great oh. ideas, doesn't he? Mm. He's he's yeah. a really superb guy. Yeah. So I've been doing... good work direction. Exactly, mm. and I've been doing his classes. So he's managed to um, teach kata and some bunkai and do martial arts based fitness classes on a Saturday morning, which are brilliant really good you know lots of punching kicking and you know and even teaching bankai it's not easy but at least you're going mm. through it at least something's happening at least you're you know yeah. you're there well, the muscle something. memory doesn't go right that's the key mm. yeah muscle memory yeah so no, I nice feeling, you know you're just feeling like you've shown up for class by doing it you know yeah 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 absolutely. Uh, yeah. Mm. yeah nice because you guys just came off gradings right i mean you came off this big high of gradings and then okay no more training which is like not Pretty the much. way yeah I and mean, that's like a real crash isn't it mm. you come up because you're pumped up you're ready to go and then stop oh. yeah well me and joe specifically we kind of had like start of the year we had the year planned out with different courses we were going to do and and all of a sudden this happened so i think one was supposed to be this weekend which isn't <laughs> it's not happening <laughs> um what's the story like when when will the, your dojo be opened again or your no idea um, we're not sure really yeah we we just don't know because i mean even it's the partner work is going to be off the table for a while yeah so it i mean it depends on what we can actually get away with doing how many people we can have in a class it's yeah we don't know mm. right yeah. yeah it's interesting seeing all the bjj guys doing kata now i think that's exactly hilarious. what i said yeah <laughs> it's so <laughs> funny it's brilliant. Ah, crap. <laughs> and okay. That's exactly it, lads. That's why they did it. <laughs> you couldn't be giving your secrets away. So there you go. I thought, yeah, I think it's really funny. Mm. You know, you see the the dead, the, the, the dummy thingy and they're doing all these nagewas or neowazas and stuff. It's quite interesting. Yeah. That's why I hope we get, um, I hope we get Matt on soon. He's a BJJ guy, so I can rinse him about that. Yeah, yeah you should. 
Yeah. So you probably, you probably had, anyway, you had some questions or we can just chat. It's up to you. I know you wanted to talk about COVID and the whole issue around, and you mentioned black cake cookies and all of that. And yeah. So where would you like to jump in? Controversy. controversy. Let's go with controversy. I don't know. I think controversy is always good. Well, yeah, because most of the controversy is all just made up stuff anyway, isn't it? Yeah. My sense, I said, yeah, I'm writing an article right now that um, I put on my, my blog that uh, basically that karate history is not history. It's a story. It's his story usually told by men and it's word of mouth. It's not history. You can't, it's not verifiable. You know, you got to triangulate your history. So just because your sensei said so, or it's been in your household for two generations doesn't make it real. Mm. So yeah, the, the, the whole white keiko gi meaning purity and all of that silliness. No, they, they were cheaper. They were cheaper to, to when the kids are so sweaty. <clears throat> they were cheaper. That's when the, ki when the kids, when they started moving into the school systems. That's why they use the white keiko gi because the, the darker ones are about twice the price. I remember that was the thing. I mentioned that to um to Greg because we talked about different color geese before mm. before now, and I was really interested in that that there was a reason for the white being not purity, but about the cheapness. So yeah. can you just talk about that a little bit more? I mean, nobody nobody really knows. You know about that. You know about the belts, right? The belts are swim caps, right? You know yeah. about that. Yeah. So yeah, when the keiko when they so originally karate didn't have any keiko geese. You know that too, right? It was all. I mean, so the whole idea of keiko gi or sorry training gi uh, is like 1904 on like you know Okinawa they didn't wear them even if you yeah a lot of people still here will just train in t-shirts and shorts or whatever um but when it went into the university system which of course is an upper class system people forget that too and then oh there's so much we can go off on the tangent but we'll, we'll do a pat mccarthy when we'll go off on the tangent <laughs> i was laughing about that interview anyway before i'll, I'll bring it back if you don't, that's one thing when you're introducing Hanshi, you don't just go in there with an open book, ask him a question. <laughs> it was hilarious. Yes, four, in four, fairness, four. we did ask him, we did ask him, what, two questions or was yeah. it three? Uh, four, maybe like, maybe like one and a half, I think. Yeah. It's just that the answers took like over an hour each. <laughs> yeah, he's great the way he does that. Well, just exactly. a amount of knowledge. But yeah, so. When it moved out, when karate moved out to uh, Japan, the mainland, a whole bunch of stuff got changed. So if we go back to 1904, let's go back to 1904. So when karate moved out from behind a veil of secrecy and be entered into the Japan, into the Okinawan school system, uh, Totsu, who brought it out, he was, we don't have a letter, we don't have the letter, but we know there was a letter because it's verified by so many of the different schools. It essentially said, take all the nasty pieces out of it. Mm. So throws, well, not the throws, but yeah, the, the dangerous throws, the spitting, the headbutts, any of the, what we call the antisocial behavior. So that was all taken out. But then when it moved to Japan, and this is gonna segue into the Kobodo later if you want, you know, Japan already had the Koryu system, the old style system. So they had grappling, right? They had um, th throwing systems. They had, uh, what do you call it, digging into the cavity system. Um, um, they had swords, they had weapons. So the only thing they really needed from karate was kicking and punching. And that's kind of where the kicking and punching emphasis in karate came from, is that, mm -hmm. we think. I mean, nobody knows. But that like, seems to where a lot of the stuff that was in the katas fell away yeah. and became more stylized and more 
almost like the same. And at that point, also, the Keiko Gi entered it. Now, whether the Keiko Gi came because it was white, because of purity, maybe. Um, but it's definitely a Japanese edition. And it was part of the, the karate groups getting accepted into the Butotokai in mm. the 30s. They had to adopt the dam system, and they had to adopt the Keiko Gi, and they went with white. Most people seem to think, realistically, they went white because it was cheaper. Because the, the Kendo guys, which are, tend to be the upper class, you know, they yeah. have the black Keiko Gi, and the Koryu guys, a lot of them have blacks or greens. And so karate was, yeah, a little bit cheaper to wear than dams. And they're actually the old day. They used to wear Judo Gi's, the creamy ones. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. So you can still buy them. They're great for... You know, they'll last you for like your first two months in judo and then you just rip the, the collar off and because they cost you like 5,000 yen. I don't know what that is, 25, 30 quid. And um, yeah, so I think that's where it came from. All of this purity stuff, it might have been added on later. You know, you often see the stories of the black belt means you've reached, you know, the yellow belt is the sun. Is going, oh, God almighty, you know, let's make more stuff up, can we? It's like, yeah, it was all garbage. You know, it's got to do with the color of swim hats, you know, from Wasabi mm-hmm. University. So anyway, does that answer your question? So, right, so my style, sorry, my style. So my style, whatever, the Ryuha system I came from, um, he was an interesting guy. Um, and I'm not really sure why, but so the Qi To is a thousand years from China, which is the old, original kanji, the original uh, To De Karate used to be wrote To Days, you know, with that To, with that China hand. Um, he used for a thousand years from China, which is essentially means karate coming from China. And he started out, and this is in the early 50s, and they were all black Keiko geese. So I think he was kind of snubbing his nose at mainlanders i could be wrong i'd like to think that though because I, I could see him having a little bit of a giggle and then of course when he joined the jk a or the jkf i always get that mixed up i know i shouldn't but i always do they went to the white keikogi so i just bought a black one just because yeah and that whole yeah. nerdy thing oh my god don't get me started on that let's check the people at the door oh you guys had a t- chat about that a while ago yeah yeah, we just bought black geese, me and me and Joe, but uh, we've never we have, we didn't have a chance to wear them yet because they arrived and then we went into lockdown. So yeah, I got them because they're nice to do at the end. Uh, so when you do like demonstrations, mm. they're nice. To, they're nice. They're a little bit different. People go, oh, okay. Do they, look, they, they, they look good. Yeah, they look yeah. good. Yeah, they look smart. Yeah, they can look good. You know, and, and if you wash them, which I mean, I think that was part of the issue too. Like the black cake will give if you weren't being really really clean <laughs> you can hide it really well in a black keiko gi right mm. so i mean that was one of the reasons that most people like the white keiko gi is like ah oh, it stinks go home and watch it or you mm. can see it like it's all yeah. moldy but you know in japan most places now people have good sense of hygiene and they can afford to have showers etc after war that wasn't possible but mm. i think now it's not a problem as long as you don't go with the you know the American flags down the. Did I ever tell you about that one? Did I do we did I talk about that the last time? I don't think so. But I've, okay. I've seen I've seen Here's some a comical story for you. So this is when I was still living in Canada. So myself and my friend Jason, he, Jason was really into Kobido, and so we decided to go down to the states. There was some Kobido weekend, and uh, I think it was down the states. Anyway. And uh, so we went down to see this. It was like a thousand people. It was amazing. But uh, and then I don't know whoever he was, but the Grand Poobah came out, you know, and he had the, the red silk gi 
and the, the stars and stripes up the side, right? <laughs> and Jay and I are like, oh, okay. But then the best part, he was introducing his new kata that he had constructed. And it was with chainsaws. I kid you not. And they were all, he was like, on these chainsaws. Jay, Jay is like hardcore choreo guy. And he's like, what the hell is this? <laughs> but the chain, it was hilarious. And I suppose, I don't know, we didn't go, I need to say, we didn't go back to second year. But the next year, I think somebody said he did a handgun kata. <clears throat> so, yeah. It takes all sorts. Takes also. Well, it's like, hey, wow. we laugh at that, but what about the guys who used to catch the swords, right? The yeah. yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> Have you ever seen how sharp a Japanese sword is? You're not going to oh, yes. close in, maybe, and grab a wrist, but you're not going to catch it like this. Mm. Isn't there a story of, um, who was it? Was it, is that not Azato? But someone that lost a thumb back in the old days. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Take it was. A, a samurai. Was it Azato? I think oh, it might have been. Someone, one of these. This in Japan means the people we don't talk about. <laughs> the <clears throat> mafia yakuza. <clears throat> we don't say that loud in Japan. <clears throat> Usually, that's, that's what fingers missing can mean to. Although Okinawa, it's not so much. Mm. So there you go. There's a roundabout story about keiko geese. So yeah, anything but. Uh, I guess you could go with a Union Jack too, or something. Uh, I mean, we could. <laughs> Big picture of Boris on the back, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> it's been really nice talking to you, James. Uh, <laughs> I might, I might. Don't get into politics. Yeah, let's leave the politics. Yeah, let's leave the politics. We're here to talk about what we what we what we admire and respect. Let's stay there. Let's, let's 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 stick on on Kobodo. Kobodo. Mm. So yeah, Sue so said you did a grading or something. Did you do a grading? Yeah, yeah. We I mean grading. Your grading. Yeah. So my, gradings for me, I'm an old guy now. So you, gradings for me is like you, your friends see you do it. And when you get to a certain point, and I think it's still the same way. I don't know how it is in the UK, but you get to a certain point. You don't really do physical gradings anymore. You're sort of appointed. Yeah. And so it has a lot to do with, because they've seen you do your stuff for, so yeah, I just did my sixth in Coldwell. And yeah, so it went, it was fine. Um, but it's more the conversations you're having about it, right? And oh, I, you know, I'm working on whatever it happens to be ekukata, which I was working on today. Oh, I'm kind of trying out some new techniques or trying to get more of a snap in it. Or uh, yeah, so it, it, yeah, it's greetings are different. I think. I mean, I know Shodan Nidan. You'll often do the push them mentally until they puke mm. kind of thing. But right, it's yeah, fine, fine. Don't do it with an eighty-year-old, but you can do that with younger folks, I suppose. But yeah, what's the purpose? You know, can you perform under pressure? Okay, but yeah. So anyway, so I did that, and it was fun. It's fun. It's nice. I had hadn't done kobudo in a while, but it's interesting as I get older. I understand that kobudo and karate really there's no there was historically there was there was no division, right? And they were both. Yeah. They were both designed. I know they weren't designed by farmers. I know people tell that. And the tonfa was a weapon from, well, it, was, it wasn't a weapon, it was a handle, right? No, there's no historical. That's all just made up. You know, tonfa you can get in China. Um, you can get it in um, Thailand as well as a double. It's a double group. And they're all, they are all martial weapons. So I think when you hear a lot of that stuff, the original weapon was probably just a blow, which was probably a, a spear, right? Yeah. 
in the older days, I mean, that's probably what it was. Mm. It's a spear and then Sai. But there's a Sai in Japan and China. You probably the size in Japan. They just have one little hook on the end. They're quite a little bit smaller. The policemen would carry them. But the, the whole, his, but they were never separated. That was just when it came to the mainland. Mm. COVID didn't make it out because there was no need. Yeah. Just, they had a whole Koryu system of pretty much the same weapons. Bow, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So they didn't need it. They just needed to kick in and punch in. Yeah. Well, that's something I've always wanted to do. You don't do Koryu. No, there's nowhere around here that really does it. Um, a friend of mine, in, um, who I spoke to a while back, had started having someone come to his dojo after class to teach. Um, so I'm going to, well, well, I was going to try and get down there, but then this will happen. So maybe after this, I'll try. I'll send you, I can send you a few videos if you want, just starting out stuff. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because I mean, at your at your level and age, you can sort of figure it out. Like mm. a, the bow is essentially just. Left, right, that's hikite, and that's essentially how the ball works. Yeah. As long as you slide it in your hands, there's a few exercises you can do to just get it. Yeah, I'll stick something together and send it to you guys. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because the thing is, it's going to get lost. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's one of the main reasons, because that's what I was going to ask you. What do you think the relevance of it today is? Because I guess, I mean, you can't really, you can't really whip out a sigh outside the park. Not if you have hand grenades. Uh, no, <laughs> no yeah. Not if you have hand grenades. <laughs> But yeah, I guess it's just more that that preservation of it. Well, so was karate. Oh boy, yeah. Mm. So, so if you think of it, if you take, I know you, you. Well, I think I know. So I'm speaking for you. I shouldn't do that. But you're both. You're quite interested in the practical aspects of karate. Mm. So the chances of getting, you know, a glass or a knife. Or a, a bat probably is more. Well, those are all just weapons too. Mm. So it's about that ma, that, that distance, that space, or if you want to call it that. Yeah. Yes, learning that. Um, of course, learning body mechanics. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're learning a Joe, people always say, "We Sue, right now you have a pencil, right?" Yeah, people, is a pen. Yeah, I mean that's a great weapon, right? You know, stick it into the, all the soft spots under the ears. In here, yeah, in the nose, although that's hard to do because it'll only go out the top. But yeah, I mean, you can use this. So I think that's part of the weapons. Every, anything's a weapon, right? Yeah. The, the hashi, the hashi, chopsticks. You know, that's why the the story is. I don't know if it's true. The story is that that's why the geisha had the. I think we talked about this before. The geisha had the chopsticks in their hair, right? Because you just mm. take it out. Your hands are just get pierced. Yeah, I remember reading something by um, it was an interview with um, Hohan Soken. Oh, said yeah. That Kashanku used to be done with hairpins traditionally. Okay. Which is interesting. It could be. Yeah. So, so I think I think that's what the weapons were. Originally, they were, of course, part of the uh, king's bodyguards because that's where karate started. Mm. I mean, there's a whole bunch of bits missing in karate history. People think karate started in 1904 or maybe in the generation before that when it was a civil self defense. But actually, it's quite a bit older than that, too. And problem is when you research and talk about Okinawa, we know that Okinawa in the 1600s wasn't a very literate country. And at the same time, that's when our records around this Okinawan SAS type special forces guys protecting the king came out. And that's really where Karate started. Like it wasn't for the 
and you know this. I mean, everybody hopefully knows this now, although I still see people thinking Samurai did it. But it was really the the most of the research seems to point to the fact that it was a, this elite five or six guys who were deliberately appointed to taking care of the king, and then there seems to have been some lower level training maybe for other military guys but it's definitely for the, the military which makes sense when you think of the kata we're always told the katas are you only have to do the kata on the two tatamis which is you know what a tatami is those mats mm, you, yeah so two of those together every kata should be able to be fit in that so oh. right so she, yeah so if you do shiho high which i actually did when i was in shiri Kasa, i do we, we went in one day myself and my my sensei and so we were alone in this hallway, and I said, I wonder if I could do Shiho High, which is this is a four corner. And yeah, it actually fits perfect. Shiho High is a four corner thing. But it's like, it's like boxing, right? It's just shifting yeah. inside. Yeah. Have you ever and read a book um, called, I, I, it's, I don't know how historically accurate it is. It's a lot mm -hmm. of it is kind of designing a, a narrative based on bits and pieces of history. It's called Shotokan Secrets. And it's. Her yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I mean, I, I don't agree with a lot of it, but it's kind of, it's creating a history of Shotokan based on Shuri Castle and the design of it and how each kata would fit into certain bodyguard templates of defense. So like my hand. It sounds... Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Accurate. I mean, that's what we think now. So you go through the three phases of the karate, right? Which is still, we're still talking Kobodo, by the way. When I talk about karate mm. now, Kobodo and karate were, you couldn't pull them apart. Mm. Right? They, there was no, they were just, Bushi no was it, the techniques of uh, self defense, or wasn't even self defense. It was like fighting. Yeah, we'll come back to that in a minute. So I think that you go through that where it was, let's call, I like to call it the SAS, even though I don't know what the Queen's bodyguard, but essentially be the tween, Queen's bodyguard. <clears throat> and then it's sort of, we don't, we, again, none of this is written down and it seems to have evolved into being more of a, a local policing. And that's when you get the, the local police using it against the, in the red light districts and also in against the pirates. That's mm. a whole other issue. That's probably where Tongfa and Sai came into the picture. And then it gets into the, much later it starts moving out into the lower classes once the Pechin become disenfranchised and you get at the when the Meiji take over <clears throat> the painting class similar to samurai class in Japan <clears throat> they lost all their their monies and their wealth and so that was all moved off and so they started teaching it to commoners who had no concept budo concept right so that and that's a huge mind shift you're going from people whose job it is it's like training I would assume I've never I only know a few SAS guys but I've never trained with them um I assume it's gone from being like stuff you teach the SAS and all of a sudden you're introducing it to middle school. But essentially that's what happened. Yeah. I mean, that's a bit dramatic because there's a, there's a couple of hundred years. But essentially that's what happened. So that's why the karate that was taken out and then introduced in 1904 and later on is really watered down. But a lot of the, the stuff was taken out. Mm. Yeah, and I think it was, I think it was in your, I was listening to a podcast and Ian was, Ian, or maybe it was one of Ian's and he was talking about this whole lot of BS around in the street, there's no rules. And he, he said it lovely, he said, yeah, there is, it's called the law. He's yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. It is right. It is the law. But for the bodyguards, there were no laws. 
Mm. People don't, you know, a paging class, if you're the upper paging class, that's, you could take a life and it didn't matter. Mm. That was your prerogative. So the time, the context, everything is so much different. You know, the whole reason, the major theory about why Zen came into Japan was to deal with PTSD, which is oh, something that might be interesting. Yeah, I mean, that yeah. after Atlas Ekigahara was, there were a lot of issues. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> that's when Zen really takes off. After the warring state period, it makes perfect sense. There were no psychologists, but Zen, okay, letting things go, accepting for how you are. Um, but now we're into Japanese, Korea. It's a whole different story. But yeah, so where we go, Kobodo, right? So I, th I don't think event they were separated. So if you're going to do karate and really understand the dynamics of karate, mm. Yeah, can you carry a bow to the bar? No. Pool cue could be there. Mm. You know, carry a towel is a great nunchuck. Yeah, I've seen people do that. Mm. Not not in in a in a bar, but I mean I've seen people practice. But in it. Japan, you'll see you'll see like spit looking out. You'll see the guys with the wrapped around your head and yeah, you know, and then you can use this as like, yeah, it's kind of cool. So Sue's looking at me like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> but no, you will. You know, I've, not of, I've not heard of that before. Yeah. I've... The towel? Well, I've yeah. heard of the towel, yeah. I've only heard of I people. Mean, the who... towel uses a nunchucker. Yeah. Because the nunchuckers, people have it wrong, right? People have it like Bruce Lee where it's all here. Yeah. No, not... no nunchucks were long. Because mm. a nunchuck is your arm. I usually have one lying around here, so... I have my wooden knife. Uh, I usually have a nunchuck. If you take a nunchuck and you hang it here, right? It's essentially the length of a bow. Yeah. Right? So that you can hit the wrist. Right. Yeah, Jesse, um, Jesse Enkamp put a video up recently about the proper way to use a, the nunchaku. And, and yeah, it looks cool when you see it people doing all the tricks and stuff. It looks amazing, but it's not, yeah. But nunchucks were, you know, mostly to wrist and the major joints, mm. not to the head. Yeah, it's the same in that Naihanshi kata. God, I'm going off on a tangent, sorry. But on Naihanshi kata, you know, there's this move, right? Mm -hmm. Well, that makes perfect sense if you've got a guy with a helmet on. You take the top of the helmet on his chin and you go. Yeah. Harder, harder to do if he's got a, you know. So Naihanshi is actually probably a really old, old, old kata. Yeah. And, let's you know, let's what, go off into let's go off into kata. <laughs> let's, was, that answer, so the answer to your question is, I think it's the two purposes. Kobodo is well, there's lots of purposes. Kobodo. I think one is historical. It's important to understand that body cultural dynamic. Yeah, it's yeah, I, agree. I think, and the mentality. Uh, sometimes they call it buge no kokoro, or like just the heart of a samurai, the heart of a, a warrior is everything is a weapon. So even your keychains, your mm. your glasses, you're never, you know, people say you're not without your weapons. Well, because we live in a long range weapon, right? Um, and it probably will. And then, of course, the other part, which concerns me when I hear about people only focusing on practical karate is the whole physical benefits that we know come with doing karate. Yeah, absolutely. Physical, mental, and, and Les was yeah. talking about a lot. Mm -hmm. you know, whole, but karate is not just about hurting people. It wouldn't have survived if it was. Mm. There's a whole other stuff that we're only starting to understand. 
you know, is, what happens? You get those guys all oh, the key master. You know, it's like, oh god, you know, don't don't go there because key 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 just means key is just if you translate, it's just electromagnetic power. We know it exists. I mean, our bo- our whole body functions that way. Oh, the people who think they can touch someone else and just throw them across the room. <laughs> I don't I don't want to frighten you both, but if I wanted to, from my <laughs> sofa here. I could project my energy and knock you both out. What was that? You know, the, the one, the, the, what's it called? Dim Mark, right? Dim Mark, yeah. Like, what was one... it? Count, would you ever count, count Dante? Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Those sideburns were a criminal. The, um, but yeah, so, but it was just, it was all this, it's same around the ninja, right? It was the whole mm. propaganda around the ninja was to make people afraid. Yeah. And they, therefore, you wouldn't rebel. You would, they were a police state. You know, that's what the really ninjas were. Anyway, so there's Kobodo. Mm. I think, the history, like, like you said, that the history helps you understand. Even the, the history of, of Kobodo makes you understand karate a little bit better because you need yeah. to understand that, that mindset that they were in at the time to understand what they were doing. It does make sense. And there were no laws. Mm. They didn't have to worry. If they, if, they, if they got it wrong, oops. Yeah. You know? They weren't, as we say in Japan, they weren't going to the monkey house afterwards. Hmm. So that's prison. That's how you say prison in Japanese. You call it the monkey house. <laughs> Not a very nice thing. Um, but yeah, they were because that they were of a privileged class. If they got it wrong, yeah, it's too bad. You and I, it's not like that. Hmm. And even when they moved from that, let's call it the Queen's Guard to being police, the police had, had certain parameters around it too. So yeah, so you can't. The, the whole separation that took place is really unfortunate. But there's a historical reason why it took place. Yeah, and it's it's a shame. Really, is a shame. But any of the Shotokan cutters you can do with Sai, but just be careful because you end up piercing yourself with the Sai, which you don't want to do. No, definitely not. <laughs> but, uh, the Takeo, you know, Takeo's the iron. Yeah, you can't, I don't think you can have them in England. Can you have nunchuckers in England? They're probably illegal, right? Um, I'm not actually sure. I know they're illegal in Canada. Don't admit it. Yeah, I mean, the the phone ones, Greg. The phone ones are probably illegal. Yeah, yeah. That's all I've got. Yeah, you couldn't have them. You could not have them. No, I I, I honestly don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I think it's because it's concealed, right? Yeah. So there we go. And a lot of Colbert was modern anyway. Yeah, I think that that might be kind of the, the... you know, the modern idea of Kobe Day still stands. When you talk a bit like the way the way you do this, the mentality of having weapons with you all the time makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because you couldn't carry swords because it was legal in Okinawa. Mm. Right. And you definitely wouldn't be allowed to have your, your, your long sword or maybe your short sword in the presence of the king. Mm. So you could have a, you'd have a stick or you could have a yari, a, a spear. Mm. Yeah, you could use that. Yeah. So what's the best way then if you're, you know, sitting here thinking, yeah, let's learn some Kobudu, let's start weapons. What, what? You're going to send videos, but what do you do? Do you have to go to the, the right classes? Do you start with videos? Well, I think you, you and Greg can do it together because, I mean, I think as long as you have somebody who understands the, the mechanics of the body and how it works in a karate sense, because it's different than, say, a judo sense or a rugby mm. sense. As long as you understand the dynamics, um, you can start to learn. Of course, yeah, I'm going to be careful because everybody's on YouTube learning karate, and that's not what I'm saying. 
but you can pick it up and then yeah when you get to a certain level you know because of the technology has changed as well you can do COVID classes where you could do something like this and you have a class this way and is I was surprised I didn't know COVID wasn't big in England. That's a, that's a bit of. I mean, it might it might be kind of more in the big the big cities and stuff. But where we are, it's is that I've never really seen anything. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So next time I'm in Ireland, I'll fly across. And we can yeah. do a couple of sessions together. That's yeah. Good. Oh yeah. yeah. I will send you probably you and you just you move through your weapons, right? You start out with your easiest weapons, which are your takeo. Mm-hmm. The the. the What's Taiko? Taiko, yeah. I've forgotten English. Uh, Is it kind of like brass knuckles? Brass it? knuckles, thank yeah. you. <laughs> brass knuckles. But I mean, that cut is just, it's, it, it's, it's very much just, but again, you're getting into the mentality. Yeah. That you've got something extra in your hands, you know. And so you're, you're actually going back in time by studying Kobodo, mm. which is kind of cool too, I suppose. But then, you know, you start using the bow and you see, oh, there's a lot of attacks to the wrist and to the, to the kneecaps. So you're like, oh, well, that works the same as a shoot or works the same as a kick, right? You don't have to punch somebody in the head and risk getting bit in the hand. Mm. You just take their knees out. So it, it does, it changes your mentality. Mm. And yeah, you're not going to walk down downtown Bath with a six-foot pole. <laughs> Maybe a plaque. Now we won't go down there. Yeah, that's a whole yeah. other issue. I did. I have seen a guy in Bath with a big long pole, but yeah, that's a whole other story. <laughs> I'm not say it. There's some interesting characters in Bath. I do love Bath, but there are some interesting characters in Bath. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, I'll send you a couple of videos and you just. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. So usually you could take all, uh, nunchucker, then you would start with the bow, kind of that combination. Bow is nice to start because it's safe. It's the hardest weapon. It's a pain in the butt, in my opinion. Joe has a different opinion. He's, he's very good at bow. Um, I think it's the hardest weapon to learn. Mm. And then later on, you can do Sai, Kama, which is the yeah. sick, sickles. Sick. I like that. And then Eku, the, the ore. Yeah. What have I forgotten? Tongfa, Sai. Oh, Shuriken. But nobody really does Shuriken anymore. Oh, not Shuriken, though. It's called the ball and chain. Shuriken is the, the darts. Yeah. It's more Korean. Yeah. Susie, you're looking... You have your, your curiosity peaked. You're looking like, hey, I could get into this Kobodo thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I am. I have to say, I am. I have always been intrigued by the idea of yeah, learning to fight with swords or knives or what have you. Not, mm. not in any real life situation at all. I just really want to do it. I really, yeah. really do. One of the words so, we have... Go ahead. Sorry. I was okay. just going to say I'm just also intrigued by um, by you talking about chopsticks, hairpins, and hat pins and things like that. Um, and just you know, so I, w- I was also I was, so I suppose my brain was just turning around and thinking. So you could almost practice some of the older kata, like you were saying, Nihanshi. Mm-hmm. And literally put something in your hands and just yeah. see how that would go. Do that with a partner and see how would that is that mm-hmm. valid or is that just bad? It's valid if it works. So it's worth experimenting with then. I think so. I think that's one of the things. But you know, um, I have to be careful. I think one of the issues I see with any of the Asian martial arts that's been exported is that. 
you're not really encouraged to experiment. Mm. And we don't, we don't do that in other things. I mean, if you want to talk historically, the samurai were failures. They tried to invade Korea. They lost. They were losing to the Mongols, except for when Kamikaze came and saved them. And then when the British showed up, it wasn't the Americans, when the British showed up and they tried to stop them, they bombed the living daylights out of Kyushu. So actually, the samurai were not very effective except during civil war. So, <laughs> but that's the bigger history that gets left out. And, you know, when history of karate gets told, it's always my sense. I said, no, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on there. You know, people will often say, well, so-and-so lied and he didn't have this connection. Yeah, but do you know how poor, how poor Okinawa was? Mm. Like, Dirt poor, especially after World War One or two. Pardon me. It was devastated. Kyushu, mm. the southern island. These places were dirt poor. You had gangs of orphans running around Tokyo, mugging people. It was bedlam here, and committing suicide because their lives were so terrible. It was dark, but that gets swept aside. And we wear white keiko geese and we. <gasps> Hang on, it's it's not like that. It's way more, and I I, I find that fascinating. To me, that's the real human story. Mm. We often have these people presented, oh my God, there's like Jesus Christ and then this person's next to them. I remember when Steven Seagal broke, I'm way off on a tangent now. Remember when Steven Seagal broke, you're probably both too young. But I remember him coming out one night, and I think he was on the Jay Leno show or something like that. And he said, oh, I follow some, some discipline. I forget how he phrased it, but I, I follow a 600-year-old ethical system. And he was talking about Bushido, the code of the samurai, right? Yeah. I was thinking there is a Catholic going, okay, so mine's two and a half thousand or two thousand years old. If I'm a Jewish person, I'm looking at four or five thousand. If I'm a Hindu, I'm like five thousand plus. If I'm Muslim, almost the same again, two thousand. So, I mean, we have we mythologi mythologize these yeah. aspects of Asian martial arts. It's, you're kind of doing the people who founded them a disservice, really. Mm. They really struggled and they had to, like you and me, they went away and they trained every day. And, you know, Jigoro Kano, he only got to be that good because he busted his butt. Yeah. Thought about it. He went away and, you know, he went and learned this from this person. Same with, I know, you guys are Shotokan, so it's uh, Funakoshi Sensei, right? Mm -hmm. He trained with lots of different people, you know. So that's what was done. This idea, I stick to one Ryuha for the rest of my life and only look in that. That makes sense if you're trying to make money off people or control them. One of the things that I've talked about, I think we've talked maybe about this before, is this whole cultic image around Karate. Yeah, be very careful about that. I think you guys have talked about it, actually. Mm, yeah, there definitely, it definitely is a, still very present. And everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Everywhere. And it can be quite frightening. Mm, 100%. Frightening? Mm. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Quite frightening. I mean, you got to think. You're, you're, you're essentially people. For whatever reason, people come to learn martial arts from you. Somewhere in their mind will be, I'm not that confident. I need to learn to defend myself. There's, it just is. It's going to be there somewhere. So if if they go to some one of these cult like places and get taught absolute dog shit, mm. but they don't know it's bad. Do you know what I mean? Because they're stuck in this cult mentality of my oh, sensei is amazing and everything I learn here is perfect and, you know, it's dangerous. I, it is I dangerous. Got, yeah, I yeah. got you. 
Sorry. Wait, I, I, I thought you were talking about it from another perspective, like they're really dangerous people, like they can run around and like... Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> some of them do. I mean, there are stories of people that happening. But I, I mean, even some of the larger styles, I don't want to give, give names away, they have like put their founders on this cult-like level. And it's mm. quite frightening if you, you know, okay, so your interpretation of karate happens to be X. But that's only one type of karate. Mm. You know, but don't ever, ever, ever say stuff about that teacher. Even though you, historically we know certain things are not true or have been blown out of proportion. Mm. It's everywhere. Shotokan, Chitoru, Kyokushin. Yeah. It's all there. And I think, and I think, so going back to your questions, I think you have to be, you have to be an adult and you have to say, and it's sensei's part is to say, no, you're going way off on a tangent. That's, that's the whole purpose of a sensei, right? It means mm. he or she who's gone before. That's all it means. Yeah. It doesn't mean any grand puba next to God or any of that. Mm. But that's the purpose of a good sensei. You've gone, you're going way off on a tangent on that one. Please don't use Sai because I'm afraid you're going to stick it in your eye or don't start using Kama that are live blades because you'll rip your thighs to bit. Mm. But, so, yeah, I think you can. And remember, of course, oh, this, the other thing. Well, a lot of the copies we've made up have been so changed, we'll never get back to the originals anyway. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's the one thing I do, I do really enjoy is looking at old versions of Kata. It just, it just fascinates me for some reason. And, uh, when you see all the little details that Shotokan have lost, it's, yeah, hmm. it's really interesting. No, but you can't, but you can't score it, right? Well, no, yeah, yeah. I'm reading, uh, so I'm reading a book on the Motobu, Motobu clan, and they, they were the original, that, they were the, the bodyguards of the Rikyu. Mm. And he's got an interesting section in there, um, and he talks about how when karate became sports, the beauty became on the outside, not on the inside. And, and I understand, I mean, in the Japanese context, I understand what he's saying. Because um, in, in Japan, beauty and clean are, are, are the same word. Chide mm. is like beautiful and also means clean. Um, so you can't separate the two in Japanese. But, but I understand what he's, the person's saying, saying it became about what I can show externally. Like, yeah. Right, as opposed to being something that's quite reserved. and Yeah. Mm. Yeah, the mo the, mo the the motobu system is one that really interests me. They they like you said they were the original kind. Is it is, like it's like palace hand or something, isn't it? Doesn't it translate to or something like that. Like yeah. not 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 the motobu that went off fighting in the red light district, but the what you know the ones that were. <laughs> Suji, Suji is what you're talking about. That's yeah. the red light district. It's been written out of Japanese history. It's really interesting. Or Okinawan you know, history, but it exists. Yeah. It's, it's just an interesting style. Well, I mean, of course, most people know Motobu Choki, which is the, yeah. the, the, the bigger, the younger, bigger brother. Yeah. But actually, you look at a lot of this stuff. This is my opinion. Probably Joe would agree with me, too. You look at a lot of the stuff he does like this. He's actually defending against a boxer. Yeah. Because that was the new martial art coming into Japan at that time. Boxing mm. was quite popular. There's a whole bunch of funny stories. A few of them are Italian men. Um but if you look at what he's doing, yeah, it's a clinch. It's kind of like he's clinching up and he's he's taking a hit. Um, but you know, stylizing here, and that's what multiple Choki is really. I think he's doing it in those books because yeah. he's looking at some other stuff that the multiple clan have, and it's quite different. Yeah. Actually. 
focus here. I'm reading it now. Um, and you can see the stuff in there is, oh, okay, this is a different movie. But yeah, that makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. Kian, you know, you know Kian. Mm -hmm. God, Kian. There's a funny story about Kian. I just heard it last week. I won't give away who I heard it from. Um, but there's a story. Kian, so you moved to from Okinawa to mainland Japan, and he was in his 60s. Now, Kian is a, an interesting character, shall we say. Yes. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think we talked about him last time, right? Um, and uh, anyway, he decided, this is around the same time frame we're talking, he decided to, in the 30s, he decided he'd go down to one of the local gyms because he, he, he said a karate guy should be able to beat a boxer mm. in boxing. And so he went down to, at 60 years of age, to the local gym and basically got his ass handed to him on a plate. But you don't see that in the official history of Kian. Mm. He was 60 years old. He's probably going up against a guy in his early 20s who's like yeah. super fit. Just, he just beat the living, beat, beat him around the... So again, we have all this mythology, you know, um, around uh, karate and stuff, and these superheroes. Mm. Everyone can yes. lose. Everyone and anyone can <laughs> lose. Yeah, <laughs> so. Funny enough, Patrick was saying that, wasn't he? Yeah. That's something that Patrick was saying. You know, at his at, at his level, he was saying, "Yeah, for sure." This, you know, it was really good to hear that from someone of that standard. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I remember when I first met Anno. Patrick, he said the uh, his moment where kind of he started really thinking about it. I think he was coming home one night, and he got attacked from behind and punched from behind. Did he tell you guys that story? He got punched from behind anyway, and that was like. And then he ended up on the ground, and they ended up doing some damage to him. And that was when he started thinking, "Oh, hang on a second, hang on a second. I need to rethink things. I th think things through." You know. But anyway. I did want to ask you, Randall, sure. well, favorite kata? In Kobudo or in... In, in... in karate. Well, you can do both. We'll talk about Kobudo. We'll do both. In karate, as I... Sanchin. Okay, Sanchin. that's interesting. Why, 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 why Sanchin? Everyone says Sanchin that knows it. It's interesting. So, so our Sanchin, Greg, is quite old. It's the yeah. longest. It's about seven minutes. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. It's quite interesting, and it's, and it's pretty much all open-handed. Open yeah, you know, that's not Sanchin. That's much later invention. Um, the one that's kind of famous now is mm. like your, your head's going to blow off. That's exactly yeah, where yeah, yeah. Uh, I like Sanchin because it's close, and when you're like me and you're you're you can't do a washi yeti to that anymore. <laughs> uh, Sanchin makes a lot of sense, but actually, I like the kata. I should do it more often, but I do like that. That's probably my favorite kata because it's such a base for all the other katas. Mm. When you start using your tandem and you're using your bigger muscles rather than your smaller muscles, right? You know, you'll see this is a move, right? With kakiwaki, okay? Yeah. And people, you know, they'll push you here and, you, and people try and resist. Well, you can't because everybody uses the shoulders. Yeah. You, you got to use your back. And actually, instead of pushing out, you just pull down. Yeah. And so the idea is that kind of like a little penguin, right? So that's what well, I really like, Sanchin. Kobudo, probably Eiko. I really like the Eiko kata. It's just, it's really, as you say in Japanese, it's really clean. It really does, just looks good. It's a nice looking kata. And it kind of has sword because you have the edge and then you've got the, the, the bow at the end. You kind of got both weapons at the same time. It's, it's probably made in the 1920s, but yeah, who cares? It's yeah. fun. It's yeah. fun. <laughs> Yeah, they would probably be my favorites, Sanchi. And of course, Seisan is nice too. 
Nice yeah. is not the right word. I don't think they're nice. But um, yeah. How about yourself? We talked about this. You like the peons, right? The heons? I do, yeah, yeah. For, I've got, yeah, for, for, for practicality and function, the heons and, and Nihanshi and Teki are my favorite. For performance, you for me, you can't beat Shotokan So Chin. It just, it's just, yeah. It just it's massive, slow, into fast. It just looks great. Again, it's one have, of those I think it was made. Powerful, if yeah. you have a powerful body, you can really pull it off. It looks great. Just... Yeah, it's one of those I think that again was made really, really late. And, uh, Do you have a book pack for this? Uh, yeah, a couple. But again, I, I don't think I don't think there was anything. Was... I, I think when that cutter was created, I don't think there was anything in mind. I think it was designed for the purpose of. Looking good. <laughs> Looking good. And for yeah. adding stances and techniques that aren't found in other Shotokan kata. It is. A, yeah, I agree. It's a lovely. When I first moved to Japan, that was the first kata they showed. Even though it's not in our Ryuha system, yeah. that was the first kata they showed me. Oh, you got that type of body. You look like a rugby player here. Do the kata. Because you're going, to, yeah, it looks it looks good. Yeah. So how about yourself? You've got a you got another grading coming up before Shodan, right? Yeah. Yeah. God knows when that's going to be, though. At this rate, could be, could be. God knows when that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, what are you? What would be your kata and why? Um, I really like Heian Godan. I mm-hmm. really like that one. I really did. I don't know why. I think it was. Um, I don't know. I like the beginning part of it, and I also I always tend to like things that I get. Um, and Greg showed me quite a lot of bunkai for that one quite rapidly. Um, so I like that one, and uh, and I like Techie as well because it's short and sharp and it makes sense it's got things in there that i like to use like elbows and knees and so it's quite a useful one for me mm-hmm. you know um but i've just been learning mp and that's oh. that's really nice as well it's a completely different it's a total change of pace i love i love mp yeah yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it's, it's a different MP is probably chinese originally originally was probably yeah chinese. one one shoe or one suit yeah yeah. Super MP and yeah, MP, yeah. So they look quite different. MP for you guys, is that the one you start out and you turn to say Ei Goshidachi and you come down with an, uh, an elbow with that? Right. Yeah, yeah, you come down with like a low gate amber eye and then come up and it's you've got like the rising punch opening the hand and yeah. yeah, I've seen it a few times in competition. It's quite nice. Yeah. It's a nice cut though. I like we said we talked last time, I love Shotokan in competition. Hands down, most mm. beautiful cutters. Ryuei Ryu has a few nice. Sakamoto came out. He did a few. That's a very small style, but yeah, mm. I love their. Um, I learnt their Niseishi. Oh, okay. Which just... is nice. It's kyan base, is it? No. It's uh, like this. Yeah, it or... starts like that, but then it kind Same of goes in. It, it 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 comes from here, but then drops into the normal press and punch, and mm. yeah, it's nice. It's yeah, different, but very similar to ours as well. Yeah. But then you have got, what, 68 or 78 or whatever it is now. She told him. It's important to learn your kata. Mm-hmm. So especially, you especially in quarantine. Um, practice your kata. Yeah. Oh, I see you got one of those. Is that a Dyson behind you? You can use that as your bow, you see. The I, mean, I, do, I could, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could use the Dyson Waza. Yeah. 
You could do it, you could, and you could get like a Union Jack Kekogi, and you could like call yourself Grand Poobah and come to Amherst, New York, and do a kata there with Buddy and his gun kata. And uh, that was something else, guys. That was, I was <laughs> killing myself laughing. So funny. So, what's up next for you guys? I mean, once, so Greg, you've got a whole long time to trade between now and your next grading, correct? Oh, God, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm not even thinking about the next grade. I just want to, the next step is to get, just get back into regular classes again and teaching and training and, yeah. See how we back. Go. Moving Zen. Moving right. Zen, yeah. Moving Zen. That's your kata training for that yeah. purpose. Nice. I mean, it's nice weather, it's summer for us. So I think as long as we're going to be allowed to start gathering in larger groups, we could probably can still start training. So long yeah. as we can find some outdoor space to do it in. You can do the old Okinawan style, go down to the graveyard at nighttime and practice. Because that's, yeah. that's where they used to do it, was in the graves. And Okina you see, Okinawan graves are huge. They're yeah, massive great things. Yeah. Massive graves, right? So, that's, yeah, anyway. And uh, so they have huge space out front. And that's uh-huh. where they used to do the training. And you can see why when you go there, because it's like it's all hidden and you couldn't see it. Mm. And of course, because of ghosts, people would be afraid to go. So that's where you've learned the secrets when it moved outside. But that's much, much later. Yeah. You know? So. I was thinking. I was thinking more the recreation ground on a Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Quite all as, that. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting for you guys because, and I was, yeah, I suppose I was probably the same too because we learn karate as a, a public sport, but it's actually not. It was never meant to be. It was meant to be exactly for the situation you're in right now, where okay, I'm tired. I don't want to, but to go away and okay. I'm going to work on the breathing. I'm going to work that yin yang, the yin yo, the balance, the, the mental part, the, well, kata, right? I mean, that's really what it was for, is it wasn't for public displays, because if you see what Greg's, oh, he's got a great, I don't say Mawashi, and Sue's got a great MP. Well, I know, oh, geez, if I'm going to attack the king, I, I know I can't go that side of her, that side of him. So that's actually, so it's actually a perfect time for us to be in lockdown. It doesn't matter how good it is or crappy. It's just go off and do it on your own. Yeah. That's one of the nice parts about karate, really. It's really up to you. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with what other people, how people judge it. I mean, I think we've talked about it. You go to these seminars, you pay ridiculous amounts of money, and somebody comes on and lose your, your punch like half a centimeter. Oh, <clears> oh, God, yeah, I can't stand that. Like I paid, I, I just spent a hundred bucks for that. Yeah. <laughs> No, just go off and figure it out on your own and try different contractions. Like San Chin, going back to San Chin. I mean, that's one of the interesting. Most people do San Chin where they just like the whole body. Uh, make one side of your body soft and the other hard and then flip it around, move it up and down. That's kind of cool too, just mess around with because chances will never use karate kata in a physical sense. Mm. We use it for well-being or for at work, balancing, right? Yeah, it's kind of what Les was talking a little bit. Yeah, yeah. 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 Quite a lot of um, people who have been teaching, like um, Andy Allen, isn't it? And and various people have been putting together videos, and just ordinary people just putting together their videos of what they're training. They've often got to train in a really small space. 
-hmm. And so a lot of them have been showing how they're trying to do um, kata that would normally be three or four steps forward and showing how they can take a step forward, step back, step forward, step back and, and show it in an almost impossibly small space, mm. which is brilliant. You know. And that's probably, that's probably closer to the original. Mm. Well, I was going to say, yeah, you could see why, <laughs> you know, you, you look at steps in cash and you go, why am I stepping back here when I could be stepping forward? And it's probably for that reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, have, we, we have a, a kata, I think, I don't know, we have a kata in our style called sand sheeter. And it, yeah. it, it's, it's quite, it's quite long. It's fair. It's, you know, it's almost Chinese looking, but it's quite long. And so I was praying with my sensei. I said, sensei, why do we go like three steps, you know? And then we do Nukite to the side. He goes, actually, because that's how long the dojo was and you couldn't go Nukite to the front. So you had to go to the side. <laughs> the big mystery he goes, no, the Nukite is actually to the ground. Because Hombu was too, too, too narrow. You couldn't go Nukite to the front. So you had yeah, to go to the side. <laughs> it like, sounds crazy, but it makes sense. It makes sense, right? Yeah. And I, I'd been to Hombu and I was like, oh, yeah, that's true. You do two long kicks like my idea. Yeah, you're kind of pretty much across the dojo floor. So all the big secrets. But yeah, I will send you some stuff. Yeah, that'd be great. Send you the take kata. And you guys do the tanden stuff and all of that, right? Shimei, Shibori, do you know? Sorry. Like closing the stance and rolling your stances. Do you do that? Not really. Not a great deal. No. Well, it can be over you. So Shimei and Shibori is one thing you would do with with your legs and your muscles. Like Shimei is like closing. Shibori is twisting. Like Shibori is... And you come to Japan, like when you get a, you get, you know, get those towels you wash your hands with. Yeah, that's shibori. Shibori means to twist. And then shime is to close. Mm -hmm. But yeah, shime and shibori are interesting because there's a, quite a bit of those in the Kobodo systems. But again, it can be over, overly, overly emphasized to the point that like you're totally locked up and you're moving like a robot. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. And it'd be the same as like when a boxer hits and this is their last, it's like a snap, but they're actually snapping from their legs or their back, right? Yeah. Yeah. In karate. You punch from your ankle. Ooh. Yeah, kind of, sort of, but not exactly. Yeah, you know, that was a much JKA, JKF invention later. Um, Shotokan, what was it? Nakayama, wasn't it? I think he invented mm. Yeah. But yeah, it was the idea. Yeah, you punch with gravity, same as you break wood, right? So, but anyway, Kobudo has a lot of that sort of stuff in it too. The stances are quite narrow. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, to be honest, I find that's one thing I've sort of dropped. I mean, if I teach kata, Shotokan wise, I'll still say, you know, you can do your deep stances. If I practice on my own, I don't do them. Hmm. Just because I don't, you know, I just don't see the need for it. But they you weren't know, original. Well, you no. Yeah. You've seen the books, you know, like they weren't original. It just feels so much better in a shorter, narrower stance that you can move right. in. Yeah. They were to train the legs. It goes back to that. The people he was training weren't samurai or Peyton. They weren't the fighting class. They were like mm. regular university guys. Mm. And so they needed to sort of get their bodies trained up. And, and yes, sorry, it was, it was mostly guys. There were some girls, but not many. That was later. The, they was to train their legs because they were weak. Mm. You know, the paging class were riding on horses all the time. So when they did horse dance, it was like, yeah, I can do that. Because they were all trained in the Satsuma horse riding system. So for them, Naihanshi doing the horse dances, yeah, no problem. Yeah. Do that. And oh, that's where you get the Shimei. If you ride a horse, if you've ever, you know how you squeeze the horse? 
right? That's to say, that's as, that's as much as you may. But I see people like, really? No, no, you, you're, you're going to hurt yourself. You're going to blow out your knee. It's just to help you stay rooted so you can't get thrown. Yeah, that makes sense. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah, so my, we do my, the Ryuha, but I think we do quite spend a, a quite a bit of time on that Shime Shibori Tanden. Tanden, you know, right? Below your belly button. Mm-hmm. Sue's out with the fairies right now. Yeah. <laughs> I was just... I was just um, taken with the, the the horse stance being about. Sorry, I was I was still there. I was thinking, yeah, yeah that makes perfect sense. Is when you're riding a horse, you're not doing that with your legs. You know, you're just, you know, you're 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 really grounding down through your heels and everything, so that you are steady, really steady. But you're not squeezing the horse for all your worth, and that makes sense now with the horse riding stance. That it's literally about just really being grounded. Mm-hmm. And that's where they could do it. Because yeah. they've done it every day of their life. It was nothing. Whereas, like me, I don't ride a horse every day. I've been in a horse in years, but yeah. So I think the mentality is different. Yeah. Kobodo. Kobodo will have shorter stances and, and stuff like that. Yeah. But unfortunately, with Kobodo, you're not seeing a lot. But, you know, Patrick and guys like Ian have done for karate, you're not seeing the same being done for Kobodo. So it's all the same. Their version of Yakazuki and Maigeri is all the same, which is unfortunate because there's a whole bunch of other stuffs in there and throws and, you know, using the bow to throw people. And yeah, it's kind of cool. That sounds like fun. It is fun until you're the one. Until you're you're having it received. (laughs) Yeah, my sensei used to think that was hilarious because I don't know how he do it. He used to block, he would block, you know, the bow and then he'd wrap it up with his, the nunchuck. And inevitably, you end up flying through the air. Your bow goes flying across the the dojo. It's like, oh, you got to practice more. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> got to practice more. Anyway, I'm keeping you. Any other Good. things? Well, so yeah, so when you get your black belt, we'll have to send you one from Japan. Oh yeah. That'd be cool. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Go a bit of motivation. So awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, we've, we've been asking everyone else, James. We've got to ask you. We've got oh, to yes, ask asking lots of other people. Do you have a favourite martial arts film? I have two. Go on then. So, first Karate Kid. Yes, great choice. Great and choice. Gonna, yeah, because the message is basically that's the right message. Mm-hmm. And then my other one you'll hate, but it's just aesthetically one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen. It's Crouching Tiger. Okay. That scene with the bamboo. See, when I look at my house, my window is like a whole forest of bamboo over there. Uh, and so in the wintertime when the snow is on it, it looks... I'm like in a movie sometimes. Um, but yeah, I love that scene. It's just the aesthetically that movie is so... The story itself is... Yeah, and the martial arts is... It's beautiful. It, it's a beautiful movie mm. to, to, to watch. But yeah, that was amazing. Mostly I don't watch them, though. It's like I know you guys watch the MMA. I can't watch MMA. How can you not? How can you? No, I'm just one of those. It's like, nah. Oh, I love it. Too much, too much, too much pain. Too much pain. Yeah. <laughs> well, if I'm not receiving the pain, then I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I just I can't. I see Connor retired again. Yeah, he's retired more than he's fought recently. I think. <laughs> it's true. Honestly, like for God's sake. Either fight or shut up. 
just but anyway, I don't think he needs to, right? He's got so much money now. I mean, it's got to yeah. be hard to fight when you're that wealthy. Yeah. Like, what are you, what are you going into the ring for? You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, no, I wouldn't blame him. If he, if he retires, he retires. I just wish he'd yeah. stick to it and shut up about it. Yeah, yeah. But I just, as an Irish guy, we're like, oh, Connor, just be quiet, please. Mm. <laughs> it's a shame because he is, he is, he's a great fighter, but he just his mouth gets him into too much trouble. Yeah, yeah, mm. I think so. Well, I think he's a bit crazy too. Could be wrong. Don't yeah. know. Never met. It could be a lovely bloke. Don't know. He could be. I definitely wouldn't want to get hit by somebody. No, no, I wouldn't either. No. See, I have a rule. Did I tell you my rule about fighting? Okay, so here's the rule. About- this, I'll, we'll finish on this thought. This okay. is your rule about fighting, okay? Never fight somebody who's uglier than you are. <laughs> because, because if you lose, you really lose. Because then you end up looking ugly, right? But if you win, and then you get sued, and you have to pay for all the plastic surgery, and then they end up looking good, too. <laughs> so the next time somebody goes to start a fight with you, you have to say, sorry, I have a rule. I don't fight people who are uglier than me. There we go. I don't want to do you a favor. So <laughs> that's the, t- that's the title of the episode. Right <laughs> One of my Okinawan teachers told me, never fight anybody who's uglier than you. I was like, what? I was like, yeah, you're only doing them a favor. But a few years ago, years ago when I was in Canada, I was teaching. Uh, one of my kids, he was, he was a really great kid, really. And he goes, hey, Mr. Hatch, let's go outside and fight. And I said, let's say Derek. It wasn't Derek. I said, Derek, you know my rules. He goes, what? And everybody in class turns up. You know he doesn't fight people who are uglier than he is. He was, not <laughs> he was a great kid. He was a really great kid. Um, but yeah. So there you go. My two yen worth of, of, of wisdom. Yep, well, like that's it. worth it. It's worth yeah. it. What do, you, what do you guys have for next? What's what's who who what other guests do you have coming on? Um, we've got um, obviously Joe at some point, which would be great. Patrick's gonna come back at some point. Um, and Andy Allen, we've got lined up as well. What about Jesse? Say again, Jesse, Jesse Enkamp. I haven't spoken to Jesse. We've never been able to get in touch with Jesse. Maybe well, at some point. We could certainly ask him. You could mm. certainly send him a message. But um, you get the impression that he's incredibly busy. I mean, mm-hmm. really busy. But that might not be the case. Um, so. Might, well, might he's, definitely, he's definitely modernized karate, hasn't he? I mean, he's done some mm. really cool stuff with social media and yeah, it's really very, very good. Yeah. Mark. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thanks, James. Thank you very much. That was interesting. I like. That. Yeah. Okay. I'll send you those videos. So. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'll, I'll be interested to to start. I think I've got an old broom somewhere. I can kick the end yeah. off and start Have using you- the bow. First, have you got any the, films with uh, short things? Because if I use a broom in here one way, I'll, you know, knock myself out on the wall, and the other yeah, way, I'll put it straight through the TV set. There's no space in here. <laughs> you know what a jaw is, right? So you've got the big six foot, and then there's a three foot staff, too. Yeah. It's the exact same cutters. Well, basically. So, so I see something three foot long. Okay. Yeah. I'll find something. You use a guitar or something. <laughs> I haven't got my guitar anymore. I gave it away. I'll find something. Yeah, yeah just go for Improvise. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. It's been a pleasure as always. Hopefully, Absolutely. that was useful. Hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. 
Take care. Stay you well. Too. Yes, you too. Stay safe. Thanks. Yeah, and hopefully, hopefully you'll come to this side of the, the world and I can, Joe and I can take you out, show you around and, yeah. and go down to, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Down to, uh, I would love to go to Tokyo. <laughs> yeah. You have to go to, to uh, Yoka, uh, Yokohama as well. That's really nice. And then there's Naha and stuff. I mean, Okama Sensei, he's a really cool guy. Yeah. You like him. Yeah. yeah. Okay, guys. Be good. If you need Thanks anything, you so much. Yeah, no Thank you. Take care, guys. Take care. Bye. Bye.